Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to share with you this week's guest. And if you are a regular listener or if you are just jumping in on this episode and you absolutely love it and it's given you not just inspiration because I want these um, conversations to give you more than just inspiration for your writing or your creativity, but to really um, give you a little insight, but also, you know, you could find a a single sentence that that makes you want to act on something or makes you feel um, seen and heard or excited um, when it comes to your writing journey so that you don't feel so alone and that we're all a community here. Now, what do I have to update you on? Um, my first book, Have We Met Before? I still have free pages available for this, but it is only available for a couple of more weeks. If you are into romance and you want to, um, yeah, read a couple of free pages, that is in the show notes. Also, if you want to join our book club, if you want exclusive access to the whole podcast, and if you want to be able to know who is coming up on the podcast so that you can submit your questions on here, I would absolutely love for you to join us over on the Writer's Advice Patreon. All the links to that is also in the show notes here. And if you love this episode, please leave us leave us um, a review and give us a couple of stars. It really does help spread the word and spread these um, incredible interviews. So without further ado, please welcome this week's guest. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Excellent. Welcome, guys, and welcome back to the Writer's Advice podcast. I am very, very excited because today we have Sally Thorne with us. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sally. Hi, Olivia. Thanks for having me. Now, I want to start this conversation. I'm very, very excited to have this conversation. I just wanted to know how how your career started, essentially. So where when was the first moment that you were like, I'm definitely a writer? Uh, well, I still don't think that some days. <laughs> um, uh, man, uh, taking me back here to when I enjoyed writing when I was in this uh, year six um, as a kid. I loved writing and I loved creative writing all through my school years. Um, but when I um, left school and got my first job, you know, I was so tired and exhausted by the end of the day that I didn't want to do anything. Um, I could barely like have a clean wardrobe, let alone <laughs> do any kind of writing or anything like that. So I really did forget about writing for quite a few years. And it wasn't until my late 20s that I thought, mm, I really like a hobby that um, doesn't cost a lot of money because I didn't have a lot and um, doesn't require much equipment. Um, so I thought, oh yeah, I, I enjoyed um, creative writing back when I was younger. So I uh, found a local um, TAFE course. That's what we have in Australia. 
Australia. Um, other places would probably call them like night classes or something like that. That was a creative writing class. And um, yeah, I just went along one night a week for a few weeks and um, just kind of remembered that I do enjoy putting words down on the page and moving them around and editing them. And um, yeah, so I guess that's how I got back to writing. Um, and then the next part of your question is, how did I become a published author, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, after I finished that class, I uh, started writing fan fiction. I looked at it as a really good opportunity to write and get some feedback um, and meet some other writers. It was really big at the time. And this is about 2008, 2009, um, when everyone was writing Twilight fan fiction, including yeah. me. Um, I would never have told yeah. this story a few years ago. I was kind of embarrassed about it, but hey, I own it now, whatever. Some of the um, biggest selling books that, that we've seen in the last <laughs> 10 years or so have been published fan fiction works. So yeah, I started writing Twilight fan fiction. Um, it was really freeing and fun and there's no rules in fan fiction. You can write for as, you know, the, the word count can go forever <laughs> and you can just write exactly what you like to read. Um, and I, it was great. It was great practice. And I got lots of feedback and I met people, um, including um, lots of different writers that have helped in my career. So um, I know um, Christina and Lauren who write together as Christina Lauren. I met them in my fan fiction days. And they always said to me, if you um, ever write something original um, and you wanna think about publishing, then um, give it to us. So I did, um, eventually, took a long time, <laughs> and uh, it was the first draft of The Hating Game. Uh, they passed it to their agent, who passed it to another agent in their agency, and I got a call saying, um, have you ever, are you looking for representation? I thought, <laughs> I, I didn't even know that I'd written a book, let alone <laughs> get an agent, but um I said sure <laughs> and um very much like I've just tumbled very gracefully into this uh <laughs> and yeah so uh the the hating game was polished up a little bit but really not that much um and um then it was put out to a big list of um publishers you know even I knew the publishers on that list and yeah I got a two book deal a week after it was um put out to the publishers so uh, unbelievable I'm still pinching myself I know everyone listening hates me it sounds like there was very little effort involved no, no. <laughs> I'm sure I worked hard for it at the time but this was a long time ago now I wrote The Hating Game in 2013 yeah um, and it's still selling and people are still talking to me about it it's just crazy <laughs> I think anyone who's written a book though knows it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like how long it's taken you to get published or what's been going on. The effort that you have to put behind that, and also even like writing fan fiction, there's a there's a lot that goes behind that as well. So that's like part of all of it. It's not just like you know. <laughs> I don't think everyone listening hates you no way at all. <laughs> well, so you've got to do a certain. Don't they say to get really good at something, you have to do a certain number of hours? Yeah. Um, yeah, so 10,000 hours. Maybe that fan fiction, I mean, it was like 150, 160,000 words of, you know, just 
free fiction that I put online and um, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to do it these days you know I don't even read my reviews anymore so <laughs> yeah <laughs> now when it comes to the hating game did you like did you know what kind of was that your first like full book that you had written and what how did you know what genre that you wanted to go with or what idea specifically that you're like yep that's the one that I'm going to turn into a full novel essentially I kind of look at my fan fiction as my first book because yep. that did have um you know a big word count it had um a lot of readers at the time um and it had a beginning a middle and an end and that was good enough for me um but I wanted to write something original um and just to see if I, I could do that and um my friend I didn't write the heading game on purpose. My friend asked me to write a short story for her birthday. And oh, that's cool. um, so I said, sure. And she gave me a prompt word. That was something we did back in fan fiction days. You know, someone would say a word and you just do a creative piece on that word. And she said, nemesis. So I imagine two people sitting opposite each other in an office um, in silence, hating each other and, so I started to write and I really didn't stop writing until the end. And I looked back and I was like, oh, I've got entire first draft of a novel here. I always say I must be a very intense friend. <laughs> and uh, um, I mean, I think maybe that's the best way to write. Just write it all. And then when you finish and when you've got a the end, which is, in my experience, the most important part of the entire book, then you can look at it as a whole and go, what is it? But if you go into it from the very beginning, imagining who's going to blurb your book or where it's going to sit on the shelf, it's a lot of pressure, mm -hmm. you know, and um, you may be tempted to think, well, rom-coms are really hot right now. Um, I'm going to write a rom-com, but, you know, well, if you don't love that, if that's not your favorite genre to write and read, then when your book comes out, maybe they're not going to be so hot anymore. Like just don't chase trends or try to just, just write it, just write the story, have fun with it, write it as a gift for someone, you know, or for yourself and then work out what, what the next step is after that. Absolutely. That is beautiful advice. I love that. Write that as a gift, write it as, as a gift. And you are, I feel like everyone is kind of just writing for those one or two people when you are, or even just writing for yourself when you are working for something. And that's, that is the beauty of it and what makes it um, more fun. Now, when you said you kept coming up with the idea, you did you just have, okay, Nemesis, that was how it started for you? How much planning do you put in? Do you just like flow with it or are you kind of more of a, a, a plotter and a planner? I'm a complete flow with it. Um, if I write down a plot and if I write down, you know, everything that's going to happen in every scene, that kills it for me. Mm -hmm. the, what I like about writing is the discovering along the way. Um, and if I know what's coming next, I'm bored. I want to find out at the time. Now, this is a very stressful way for me to write. Um, I'm a Virgo. I wish I was a planner. My life would be a lot easier if I was a planner. Um, I wouldn't spend so many nights crying into my keyboard <laughs> but um I, I just know know the hard way that I have written out a full outline before and I didn't even start writing that book because I was like bored <laughs> um yeah so it's um it is a process that is not a process and it looks distressingly disorganized from the outside and also to me <laughs> 
love that too because I'm one of those people that I wish I could be an absolute planner, but I am like, I think too it's the fun of seeing where your characters take you and and what's going to happen next and, you know, you're going through the journey yourself when you're writing the story as well and I think that's um, it's a fun gift that you get to be when you're a writer. So, yeah. Now talk me through the moment when the hating game um when you found out that the hating game was going to be turned into a movie what was that like for you and and how involved were you in the process okay uh so the film option for the hating game sold pretty early on um my understanding is if a book is fairly popular they're often the the film options snapped up fairly quickly Mm -hmm. and that was the case with the hating game But I was told, you know, really like my agent, agents, their job is to manage your expectations and to save you from having a broken heart one day. So my wonderful agent said to me, look, you know, don't, don't even think about this. Don't, don't make any mental plans about this. Um, It's a million to one shot that a a movie gets made from a book. It, It almost never happens. And Um, So I've approached everything with that kind of mindset. Um, You know, I've already explained (laughs) previously that I didn't even, I don't even think that I wrote a book. I wrote a a present for a friend and just, I've just had no expectations of things happening. Yeah. For me. So, yep, the the option was um, sold. Um, I live in Australia and everything interesting that happens to me happens over in the US. And so that means I usually wake up to news. (laughs) <laughs> I um <laughs> so I think that I would have woken up one morning and I would have had I think I had a lot of text messages from friends in the US saying congratulations and I'm thinking for what you know it's too early I don't understand um and that's when I saw that they'd um attached Lucy Hale as the lead um so that's always a really good sign when the, you get a, a really well-known author, um actor to um attach um to a screenplay and that's what gives the uh, investors, you know, confidence to um, get this project going. So things started to happen uh, and was, it was looking like it was looking like it was good. You know, like we had a screenplay that um, was written by Christina Mengert um, and I got to read that and make notes all over it. And I thought it was great. And some bits were better than the book and, I was happy as anything and I thought even if all I get is just to read a script of um, my book I'm happy like this Mm -hmm. is cool and then COVID happened uh, and I thought ah we got so close (laughs) but lucky for me I wrote a book that is set in very few locations like the vast majority of the book is set in the office so they were able to create a COVID safe set in upstate New York and they made the Hayden Game movie against all odds, against my every expectation. And um, I've just been pleasantly surprised and delighted the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And to also make edits on that script as well. Did you like how did you find seeing that, like literally from a novel to had you played around with script writing before or you kind of just made notes with it? I just made notes. Um, I don't even recall if they took all of my comments I I don't mean it to sound like I was co-writing the screenplay or anything like that I um I'm someone who can let go of control like that Mm -hmm. I knew that um 
if I'd wanted to write a movie, I should have written the screenplay myself. I didn't. I wrote a book and this is their area of passion and expertise. So um, I just thought it was really cool. You know, I had so many people saying to me, you know, they better not mess this up. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I can, I wrote it. This is mine. Like if I can, if I can release this and just be grateful that, it's happening at all and that so many people are working you know like when I, I was able to do a virtual set tour because um, oh, wow. I couldn't go over because of COVID which yeah. is such a shame that's probably my one regret that I couldn't go and be there in person because everything that happens to me happens online while I'm asleep mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I got to do a virtual set tour and I just saw like you know people like employed they were working on their own dream jobs because of something that I once wrote it was just really cool um so I just felt confident that they got the essence of the book and they understood the book and I love the movie I thought it's 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 wonderful so no complaints from me yeah what a surreal feeling though to be at home watching that all happen you're so right with other people on on the other side of the world like yeah living out their dreams as well that's 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 the true beauty of of art now, please tell me about book two and and um, Angelica Frankenstein. Is it Angelica or Angela? Sorry. Uh, s- sorry, uh, missed that bit there. Please, oh, Angelica Frankenstein makes her match. Book okay, two. so Angelica, tell us Frank- about it. <laughs> Angelica Frankenstein is my fourth book. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out in September, September 6th. And uh, it's... A uh, real sidestep from the hating game, but uh, I blame being in COVID lockdown for this entire book. <laughs> um, where, um, yeah, I just really randomly had this idea. Um, often, when I've got writer's block, I'll open a, a Word document and I will start to write just something random. Um, I'll usually try to make it as bad as possible because um, it really cheers me up. You know, I'll just write like the worst possible drivel that I can and you know like the characters names change you know in the second paragraph and it's just like poorly spelt and I write it as bad as I can but on this day I wrote um Angelica Frankenstein knew what physical attributes her dream man would have unfortunately she had to find them in the morgue um and I was like I have never in my life thought this sentence before. Never. <laughs> I, I do not know how my random, like the random word generator in my brain came up with that sentence, but kind of intrigued me in it. You know, I, I thought, you know, as we've been talking about fan fiction, the spirit of fan fiction is finding that hidden story that isn't there, but maybe it was there all along. And I thought, maybe he did have a sister maybe Frank Victor Frankenstein had a sister she'd been with him working with him all along and she's run out of suitors she's lonely up there on that hill in that house as she is desperate to be in love and she decides she's to make her own dream man with the hopes that he might wake up and convalesce in a spare guest bedroom and she might bring him a breakfast in bed on a tray in her nicest dress and he may come to realize that besides being a little bit odd she's you know quite lovely and so he does he sits up um 
he's alive. But <laughs> unfortunately for Angelica, um, he has total amnesia and he wants to find out what was the life that he left behind. Wow. So, um, yeah. And it's uh, it's based, it's inspired partly by the dollhouse that you I you can, can see behind. Yeah, I was like, why you start <laughs> you start talking about that and I can see the house. I was like, oh my gosh, this were you sitting in that, like really in that vibe while you're writing that story and like having that full that is amazing. I am a huge Mary Shelley fan and all things Frankenstein. So I am very, very, very excited for this book. Is it more of a um 21st century kind of twist to it or it, it goes back into that time it's set in 1814 oh, nice. and um, it's uh it's a it's a historical rom-com well I mean I hope it's the com part I hope it's funny <laughs> um yeah no it's set it's set back then there's carriages and candlesticks and lots of corpses um but I've tried to keep a fairly contemporary um dialogue style so that it's easy to read uh that's the the number one thing I aim for in anything that I write I make a huge amount of effort to try to make sure that it's easy to read that the reader doesn't have to work super hard for this because I mean like life sucks man like <laughs> I think reading is a wonderful hobby and it should be pleasurable and something that you can just let flow um so yeah, it's uh, so I, I my publisher didn't know that I was writing this, and I finished oh, wow. it, and kind of, they were like, "So what's next for you?" And I was like, mm, "I wrote this really weird thing," and they're like, mm, "Okay, give it here," and I did. And then all my my goal had just been, please just write it well enough that they can't say no to it. And they they got it, and they went, mm, "Okay, we're gonna have to think about how to market this," but sure <laughs> so I think maybe a lot of authors did a strange lockdown book and the publishers are all having to just <laughs> roll with it <laughs> it's bringing out another side of people though I love that I love that it's just like diving into a whole it's you've, you've got to dive into a whole new world while you're stuck inside you know pretty much mm. one house during the, during the whole COVID lockdown so it definitely made it more fun I'm I'm sure um, I'm very, very excited for this. So that is the 6th of September. Is it on pre-sale now? Awesome. So people can come and, um, yeah, people can uh, buy it now. That's excellent. Now, Sally, do you have any other words of advice or anything that you've learned, whether it comes to craft or getting involved in the industry for any up and coming writers who might be working on their first or second manuscript right now? Uh, I think hopefully I've peppered my pearls of advice throughout this podcast, yeah. you know, write what you love. Don't try to write for a trend or to you know, predict the next big thing. Um, whether if you are, a, if you're someone who doesn't plot the whole time, the whole book out, like just don't fight who you are. I think, I think I would say don't fight the kind of writer that you are. And just try to capitalize and take advantage of, you know, what you do best. You know, do you, are you someone that you know that you do your best writing after 10 p.m. at night? Okay, like that might not be very convenient. You, you wish that you could do it at 9 a.m. on your day off, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, you might just have to 
decide to have that afternoon nap and then stay up really late. Like just try to work with yourself. Um, and unfortunately don't wait for, um, inspiration to hit you know when I had my idea for Angelica I was sitting at my desk and I did have a word document open and I was um attempting to do some work um it's very rare that I think it will happen for you when you're watching tv or <laughs> um you know hanging out with friends or something you may have a little spark of an idea and you might take note of it but unfortunately you really have to have your butt in seat and your computer on and um just just don't put heaps of pressure on yourself mm. try to enjoy it and um just try to try to write it in a way that it's just the, the book that you wish that you could find it's got everything you like in it and um yeah just write that first draft for yourself and um maybe a special friend if you if you trust someone to read it um, that's probably a whole nother podcast, you know, uh, finding a oh, finding yeah. beta reader to read your draft. <laughs> that, can, that can certainly, <laughs> that can test a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> finding the right people, absolutely. I think that is such beautiful advice. So write it for yourself or write it as a gift. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Sally. And I'm very excited for um, the launch of Angelica Frankenstein. Do you have anything personally coming up for that? Um, I stay tuned. Uh, if I do any kind of book signings, I'll share them on social media, but uh, it's all just when hammering things out at the moment. Uh, um, but yeah, I hope everyone enjoys it. Something a bit different. It's very different to the hating game, but all my books have been different from each other. That's what makes writing so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sally. And I'll make sure that I put all your social media tags and details um, in the show notes so everyone can, yeah, get involved and find out where to buy it and where you're doing signings and everything else. Thank you so much, Sally. Thanks a lot. <laughs>